0: bless you, greet in the name of the Lord, I'm so happy we get to go to church, I had to say it, I'm going to let you be seated just for, just for a moment or two, you can be turning to Genesis chapter 1, I look around, because I can't see half of you, I'm getting older, can't see real well. But well, I see these smiling faces, people I love, loved. It's been 15 years of my life right here, one-fifth of my life right here, my family. And yeah, my house is still in order, 15 years, you know, Hezekiah, my house is still in order. Thank God, you know, what God has done for us. It's just so good to see each one of you. <clears throat> I, I could get real, probably sentimental right now, but I don't want to do that, but we have a great promise and we're just so thankful i love the message more now than i ever have been in about 41 years means more to me now than it's ever meant it's just so just so wonderful we appreciate all that the lord has done for us and allison's a greeting she's doing well we she did have a COVID four or five months ago but no lasting effects really no issues and we're just thankful that i'm doing well get to see our son dallas quite a bit more and we're happy and uh, we just appreciate that speaking glad appreciate brother donnie inviting me to come and speak for him i think he's down at brother silas they've had some good meetings what i understand some young people and um we just appreciate that we had a, a real nice uh, tent service and um we appreciate uh, that several people came in a lot of the young people kind of turned into a young people's meeting and i think there was some good good testimonies come out of it and where's sister heidi appreciate that card she sent uh, to the church, you know, thanking Brother Sean for the meetings and so forth, and we just appreciate all that the Lord has done. You're really happy to be in church? Yeah. 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 Now, I'm going to do my best to not hold you. I, I've, I've always had trouble you. letting you out on time, you know, but since I don't get up here too often, if I just go five or ten minutes over, with, that would be okay. Yeah. I've got... I've prayed, I've studied, and I've studied, I've studied, I've got something I think will be a blessing to the people and to each one of you. And and, uh, we just love the Lord. I want to say just a word about Memorial Day weekend. This is, of course, it is Memorial Day, and and we know exactly why Memorial Day is honored, you know, for those that died in service in the armed forces. And I got to thinking about that. In the Civil War, there was over 618,000 died. World War I, 116,000. World War II, 405,000. Korea, about 36,000. Vietnam, about 58,000. That adds up to over a million souls that died for our freedom. Some of it, well, you could say, well, the Vietnam War, this war, that war, was it really for our freedom? Well, not directly, sometimes indirectly, but they gave their life for their country. And we we certainly appreciate that. Appreciate all of our veterans. Thank you. And, you know, as as we think about it, there were over a million died for our national freedom, but there was one perfect man died for our spiritual freedom. Let's give him a hand. Praise the Lord. Amen. And some, I heard somebody, a couple of people said, now you're gonna have to say something about Israel. You gotta preach on Israel. Uh, I'm gonna preach on spiritual Israel, okay? (laughs) Uh, But I can say this, Israel, since they're, Freedom 1948. Since they won their independence, they they fought five major battles. They won every one of them supernaturally, and Israel it will survive. Israel will stand. Uh, Israel will be in in good position, good place when those two prophets arrive. Re- Revelation 11. There's 144,000 over there. Probably some of them are alive on in Israel in the land today. Probably most of them, if not all of them. But Israel will stand. And she'll be ready. Don't you worry. Whoever blesses Israel will be blessed. Whoever curses Israel will be cursed. She's like a unicorn. She's coming forth. I don't care how many Arabs and whatever more that tries to, uh, to put her down, she'll not go under. She will stand. Thus the bride will also. There's two, chosen, there's two chosen groups on the earth today. That's Israel and the bride. The elected. We're thankful to be part of that, that one that's chosen. And I just appreciate the Lord so much. I, I ran across a a proverb, I'm going to read it to you if you don't mind, it's it's kind of short, but I thought it was real good, it's an old Persian proverb, it says, he who knows not, and knows not, that he knows not, is a fool, shun him, he who knows not, and knows that he knows not, is a child, teach him, he who knows, and knows not that he knows, is asleep, wake him, but he who knows and knows that he knows, he is wise, follow him. Sound like a vindicated prophet to me. Amen. Sound like the bride to me. Amen. She knows that she knows that she knows. Amen. And she knows what she knows is overcoming, it's victory, it's the truth, it's the thing that's gonna get us out of here or change our bodies, it's all we need, Amen. we know. We're so, so happy for that. How, how many love the Lord this morning? Amen, Amen. You, can be, you can stand if you will, take your Bibles. We're gonna turn to Genesis one. I hope you don't mind. I've I I I said no, you're not gonna do it, you're not gonna do it. But I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Okay. Okay. Can I borrow your seat just for a minute? Yeah. Oh yeah. Preach it, brother. Glory. All right. We're Where's Brother Joel? I just want to know how it feels. <laughs> Amen. Fifteen years. Well, I think most of it was right there, but I tell you, we've, uh, you're, you're, you're blessed to have the ministry you sit under, the people you worship with, some real genuine seed go to this church. Amen. Real seed. Brother David, I sur- and always enjoy that song. It just does something for me. I know my Redeemer liveth. I want to preach to you this morning. Lord, help me and. If I should give it a title, From Chaos to Divine Order. Oh From Chaos to Divine Order. Yes, Genesis 1 and 1, while you stand and have your Bibles, I'm going to read a, a scripture, then I'm going to read a quote, and then a scripture, then a quote, then I'll let you have your seats. Amen. I'm probably going to need a little water if one of the brothers would get that for me. <clears throat> Genesis 1 and 1, we're going to read just selected verses. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved on the face of the waters. And Brother Ram says in this message, Power of Transformation, thank you so much, brothers, for getting the quotes up, thank you so much. Brother Ram says, now Genesis, the first chapter, the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. We realize that the water, and the Bible said in the beginning back there that this, the world was without form and void, There was nothing but just a darkness of chaos. And what a horrible shape it must have been in. Nothing but way in darkness yonder without light or anything. And the churning of the water and the wandering star, talking about the earth, twisted around and about of the orbits out there somewhere. It must have been a terrific mass or something lost like it was, couldn't find its way. That's the same condition this earth was in. And Genesis 1, 26, And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth and every creeping thing. Dominion. Let them have dominion. Let them have dominion. One twenty seven. 27, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created him, male and female created he them, and God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. The Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there put the man whom he had formed I've uh, just selected verses, Genesis 2.15. And the Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to dress it and keep it. And God's power to transform, paragraph 38, he says, And thinking this morning in Genesis 1, this world was without form, and it was void and darkness upon the earth, nothing but a complete chaos. And when this world was in that condition, the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the water, and the entire picture was changed from a total chaos to a garden of Eden that's the transforming power of God that can take something that's nothing and make something wonderful out of it God's transforming power we want to talk about that from chaos to divine order Heavenly Father we're thankful for the the word of God we're thankful Lord for the message of the hour it's our light it's our lamp it's our freedom Lord, you're our advocate, you're our redeemer, everything. Lord, we commit our life into you, our hands into you. Lord, take these lips of clay. I've studied, I've prayed, I've researched, I've uh, brought and got down notes what I believe that you'd have me to speak to the people. Now, Lord, you quicken it and make it live. We humbly ask and we'll give you praise for it. In the lovely name of Jesus Christ, amen and amen. God bless you as you're seated. From chaos to divine order. It must have been a horrible shape that the earth was in back that time. or was that? Yeah, thank you, Brother Harry. God bless you. Form, without form, void, bad condition. Without form means confusion, a wasteland, a wilderness, a void, of course, emptiness, and darkness, and was covered with water. And then God took 6,000 years to change the entire picture into a lovely garden. You know, there's nothing more beautiful than a garden. I love gardens. I love flowers. I love uh, lawns and you know outdoors and nature itself a perfect paradise for a perfect son to live in a perfect condition to have fellowship with a perfect God a perfect created son of God created in the image of God and and what a perfect place that was at the beginning and then God rested after he had done these things you know before the fall and we know the story and, and I want to inject just a little thought here about some things about after the opening of the seals, so we might just be reminded of it now, we know Christ paid the price at Calvary to redeem us back to everything that Adam lost. Also, in Revelation 10:1, Christ came down in our generation, the last age, to lay claims on all that was restored back to the church, the bride, and to show us the reality that this condition now actually exists. And all this was accomplished, of course, we know in the Son of Man ministry, and we're, we're familiar with that, but we'll touch on a couple of those things. So, To have some idea really of what this restoration promise is, uh, we need to be reminded just a little bit of what Adam had. And What did Adam have? And we find out in the fundamental foundation of faith, Brother Ram says this, I like some of these quotes, some really, really good quotes. E9, fundamental foundation. Man was made as a secondary God on earth, and he was given the power to control all things. All elements of the earth that was Adam Adam was given these great powers but then the power that he was given to make himself is where he fell and Adam could speak to the winds and it would stop I'm pausing for a purpose not to drink water but Adam could speak to the winds and it would stop you ever heard that before <clears throat> he could speak to the trees, <clears throat> excuse me, and they would obey him. He could speak to the wildlife. It would obey him. <clears throat> he could speak to the waters, what it was. Everything obeyed Adam. Now that's a really tremendous quote. Adam was given both the power and authority to control all the elements of the earth. And you say, well, that was fine for Adam. Well, what about today? He so said, that don't work today. Why did Jesus speak the words in Mark eleven twenty two? if you say this mountain, be thou removed? Amen. That's Bible. <laughs> While we are going through these, these quotes and thoughts this morning, uh, I, I want you to look for parallels and applications. I want you to put on your spiritual bonnet this morning. Look for parallels, spiritual parallels and applications for today. Be real spiritual as we go through this. I think you'll, I think you'll, um, hopefully you'll enjoy it. I believe you will. The voice of God in the last days. Now, also, I want to remind you all as we go through this morning, I want you to keep this one thought in mind. Restoration, restoration, restoration. Restoration, this whole message is a message of restoration. Yes. Restoration, yeah, the opening of the seals, the church-age messages were revealed, a lot of new, wonderful things, but it's restoration, restoration. All that had gone off in the air has been restored. Amen. The voice of God in the last day. This This is a most outstanding quote, outstanding. Adam heard his voice, this is before the fall, in the cool of the evening and had fellowship with him, there was no condemnation to Adam. He heard the voice of God and he said, Father, now lay me down to sleep. And He laid down the eve on his arm and the lion, the tiger, the wild beast laid right around him. There was no harm, no way of getting sick, no way of wondering if he'd wake up in the morning. They're going to wake up. Now, this next verse is just absolutely striking. Adam heard his voice in the way that he ought to have heard it. Think about it. Adam heard the voice of God the way he ought to have heard. Now, how did he hear the voice of God? He heard it without any condemnation. There was no sin, no sickness, no fall, nothing of evil, nothing he had done wrong, no condemnation. He heard the voice the way he should have heard it. But one day, that's the most sublime statement. That is absolutely phenomenal. He heard the voice the way he should have heard it. But one day he heard his his wife's voice, but I better leave that alone for a while, but he listened to the wrong voice. Yet it was his wife, the closest thing he had to tie on earth. Why didn't he, like Job, say, thou speakest like a foolish woman? If and if it would, the whole human race would be living instead of dying. It changed the course of human beings and time. Wow. It changed the course of human beings and time. Hold that thought, and Adam heard the voice the way he should have heard it. Hold that, hold that. Changed the course of human beings and time. How could the fall change the course of human beings and time? Here's how the fall changed time. Faith, E16, paragraph 16, Prince Albert, Saskatchewan now I want you to notice this might take just a short time I've got my watch before me so it won't go too long God the infinite eternal immortal God knowed everything from the beginning he knowed the end there was like a cycle like a panoramic going on it's a perfect circle that's eternity there's no end to a perfect circle if you start on top of this platform tonight and it could bore right through the ground all the way through the ground right into the earth and through the earth and out into space you'd still have a perfect circle now listen to this and that's the way eternity is just endless and then when Satan upset this program there was a, a little block started back here and it just dropped down and it comes along for a certain space and that's called time then it goes back now it doesn't cease to be eternity Now get this some people say well we'll be in eternity he said, "We're in eternity. We are now in eternity. Amen. Eternity just dropped down into time, into a time limit, but it moves on. Now, how are we going to look at? We are in eternity now. Thank God for the eternal gene thought. And I'm remember now. I'm going from chaos to divine order." Wow, we've we run started something out, we're in eternity now? Oh, yes, yes. We are now in eternity. Would you like for me to dismiss or should I go a little farther? Okay, okay, okay. okay. Now, according to Brother Man with the, a man with a seventh grade education, he said where well, there's seven dimensions, light, matter, time, science, region of the lost, region of the blessed, and where God is the seventh. Now, God does not dwell in time. He is eternal, but he covers all space, time, and eternity. We know that. But God did create time. But in the new city, there'll be no more time. But we ask, why did God create time? And there's several reasons. But here's three main reasons. And that is to express his attributes, to allot so much of his word to each season, and also to bring a final solution to sin and to Satan. And that's why he had to allot so much time to be able to designate out these things I just said. Therefore, we being his attributes become time beings, become time beings, we bypass our theophany to come to this earth to be tested. Oh, just, you know, when you, you read that scripture in Job, where was he? Where were you? Where were you, Job? I mean, that just, that just, that just sets me afire. When the sons of God say, and they shout for joy. Oh, now listen to this. In perfection, Speaking about time, now, we must be thinking like God thinks. You know, we've we kind of got to get away from this, these carnal ideas of time and dates and calendars and civilization and culture. We've got to start thinking like God thinks. Amen. And perfection, Brother man said, now, this great chain of perfection was broken by time space. Time came be, time came because of sin. Let's draw a picture of time. Let's see a perfect circle forever and forever. And then all at once, sin dropped in and put a little, as my wife calls it, a little hickey or a little drop in the chain so it comes down. Eternity continues on, but it's not in its perfect condition. Keep my thought from chaos to divine order. It's not in its perfect condition. And this is what we call time. Hold that thought, but it had a purpose. Here's a little gap comes down, breaks over this way, goes out this way. God had to do that because Satan caused it. And it dropped down to a space of time for the trying and the perfecting and for the purging of the lost, that God, by his sovereign grace, might someday lift, lift that little hickey or or little element called time back up into that perfect circle. she rolls on just the same, you see it. Now, brother, that ought to make a Presbyterian shout. We just drop down on what we call a little hickey, a a little space of time. But that's not the perfect condition. Time, in paragraph E12, time, now time is this little loop that loops down. Jesus was from eternity to eternity. Did you hear that? Yeah. Jesus. You say, well, Jesus, no, Jesus, he was born Jesus then at the Ohio River. At the Jordan River, he was baptized, became the Christ, and become the Lord. But remember, God's name is Jesus. That's why Jesus was from eternity to eternity. That's his earthly name. But he stepped into time spaces, made flesh, and came through here in order to sanctify or to put a streak of blood all across this place to redeem it and connect it back with God again for all eternity. It had to be that way. Remember Brother Bam talks about that blood circle around the earth? Remember the, little, the woman he criticized there in that uh, little bar room, not bar room, the little restaurant and so forth? That blood circle around the earth, a bumper sins and perfection let me read that again put a blood streak across all all across this place to redeem it and connect it back with God again for all eternity you see it that's all time is that's all time is we're eternal creatures we have an eternal gene we have an eternal attribute we're part of God's thinking he thought of us there we're gonna be back to it There's got to be a restoration of all this chaos. Now, before the fall, we have this lovely Eden, a perfect place, a perfect people, Adam and Eve. Everything was set in order. Everything was set in order. All God's creation was in perfect harmony. Animals, everything, everything run in continuity until the fall. Now, notice what he says in Satan Eden paragraph 40 now it took God 6,000 years it didn't take him that long but he took that long 6,000 years because we're told that one day in heaven is a thousand years on earth and it was 6,000 years or six days that God built the earth now it took God 6,000 years to establish it plant it with good seeds and bring forth everything of its kind everything must come forth of its kind all of its seeds were good and so it must bring forth after its kind God took 6,000 years everything was in order Paragraph 41, finally when he got it all made and finally arrived with its headquarters on earth in a beautiful spot laying east of Eden called the Garden of Eden. God made the world's headquarters in the Garden of Eden in Egypt. Right in the east end of the Garden was the headquarters. Can you imagine how perfect that garden was? I just can't imagine this this earth how beautiful it really is under the curse can you imagine can we we will see it but no wonder Paul says eyes not seen ears not heard neither in the heart of man what God has in store for them that love him we we really don't have a clue only maybe maybe a clue that's about it now he talking about in paragraph six now he Satan by this fall has took over and possessed the Garden of Eden himself wow Now, this wonderful garden, although that was just a short designated spot, we'll just talk this whole earth, Satan took over the whole earth. He took it over, and now he has had 6,000 years of deceitful rule, deceiving the people, God's children as he did them. Because they were based on free moral agency to act any way they wished to, and believing that they would act right or trusting they would act right, then they come in with the wrong act and sold their birthrights as Esau did for the world, and Satan won it. And he took it over, and he's had six thousand years to build up his Eden, as God had six thousand years to bring His Eden to a close. And by deceit, deceit of the word or the people, now established his own Eden in this earth, in sin. Listen, Adam lived in God's garden, the God, God's Eden. Now the bride is living in Satan's Eden. Something's got to change. Now, in marriage and divorce, I want to stop down, drop down to a comment he made in here because we're talking about what all happened at the fall and what actually was, was uh, broken up because of the fall. In paragraph 95 of marriage and divorce, and when you break your promise, your covenant to God's word, that's what caused so many illegitimate church members. Because a group of men got together and said, well, it don't mean that. And it throws the whole organization out of continuity with the word. We don't believe that. Dr. Jones said it wasn't. But as long as God said it, it's so. He said, let every man's word be a lie, and mine be true. That There it breaks the continuity. Now now watch what Brother Bram said, these four things. He said, now we see, being that the continuity is broken, then the lifeline was broken, also the timeline was broken, and the covenant was broken. Everything shattered. What caused it? A woman. That's what broke the covenant. Now, if you want to read it, that's Genesis 3. So the the continuity was broken. It was in perfect harmony, man and beast. And the lifeline was broken. Adam forfeited his rights to eternal life, to the tree of life. And the light, the timeline was broken that circle of eternity Satan broke that circle of eternity and man dropped down into a space we call time so that timeline was broken it was eternal the covenant was broken a curse was placed on the earth so the covenant was broken now I want to in before we get to some other things we could spend a lot of time on our talking about the deterioration of the earth and we won't go into a lot of that but we don't really want to detail that but just to know how satan has deformed this world just a little short summary just for a half a minute for the first two thousand years it deteriorated, for, you know, and God was grieved. He destroyed it by water, and he started all over again. Then the next 2,000 years, from Noah down to Abraham, the patriarchs, and bondage in Edom, the first exodus, and Israel's cycles of, of you know, obedience and disobedience, and obedience and disobedience, and that, oh, that was all again for examples, and the Babylonian captivity, and then the Roman rule, and then certainly a need, a need for Messiah, a Messiah in the second 2,000 years. You know, and then in the last 2,000 years, the early church, Uh, fail the Catholic uh, Domination of it the dark ages and inquisitions and the 68 million Christians that was killed during that time the holocaust the 6 million Jews and then even in the last 100 years look at this deterioration after World War one and women's rights and prosperity industrial revolution in the 60s the sexual revolution Woodstock and Beatles and Elvis and rock and roll and Hollywood and and Massive uh, corruption and government and on and on and on and on and on and we see legalizing same-sex marriage the lgbt explosion and I, I, ran, I, I just had to bring it in i got this this form here and i was actually going to get a, uh my taxes done in, in a place there in in uh, virginia and so that was kind of a and they gave me a bro, uh, actually a questionnaire to fill out you know, just your history and housing and family type and all that. But I thought it was really interesting. I mean, this is a questionnaire they just give out to the public. You fill it out as husband, wife, family. And they got several statuses here. Okay, housing status. Rent, own, homeless with a roof, homeless without a roof, or other permanent housing, or other whatever. That's okay. Family type. Two adults, no children, two parents, female, single parent. I mean, look at, look, look at these options. Didn't used to be this way. Male, single parent, multi-generational, single, non-related adults with kids, other. (laughs) Education, oh, that that one's okay. Gender. I mean, look, you know, I'm not real, real smart, you know. But I mean, gender, is two options. I mean, you know, it's not five, it's two options. Okay, here's gender, female, male, transgender, female, to male, transgender, male, to female, and other. Well, I wonder what other would be. This world is in chaos. This world is shot. This world is out of order. And then they have the race, that's okay, marital status, married, divorced, single, partners. Employment status, okay, relationship, head of house, uh, self, spouse, child, relative, partner. Medical coverage, you know, that's okay. look, look, Look where we've gone to. As it was in the days of Sodom, so shall it be in the coming of the Son of Man. They bought, they sold, they married, they gave in marriage, they ate, they drank, they knew not. <laughs> Satan has a, certainly arrived at his zenith in this generation. I'm not giving any glory to the devil, I'm just, we're just stating the facts. But we have a great future, he's got a bad future. Satan's Eden, Satan's paradise, Satan's full domain, Satan's zenith, this is the end. So summarizing 6,000 years of Satan destruction of man on the earth, uh, gone from a state of perfect order to a total and complete disorder. Brother Bram says, in Queen of the South, as my good friend Jack Moore once said, and if God lets this America get by without punishing it, he will be obligated as a just God to raise up Sodom and Gomorrah and apologize for burning them up. That's right, sure. We're all living in an awful age, teenage, ruler, teenage rulership rock and roll, boogie-woogie, all that ungodly carrying on and filth and gum and untrue living, divorces on the run, perversion, homosexuals, oh, it's awful, just like it was in Sodom, the same thing we are having world falling apart paragraph 133 how many sins were committed this city last night wasn't it better when the coyote howled down there on the desert when God looked down and when the old Hopi or Navajo went through here on his trellis then look at the filth and just gum and this traditions and politics and it's bleeding nasty mess that stinks in God's nose he, he'll corrupt it before him he'll blow it to pieces one of these days He'll burst forth the earth, and she'll renew herself with volcanic eruption, and there'll come a millennium, then where the righteous will walk out on the ashes of the wicked, according to the book of Malachi. Now, friends, I, I don't have vocabulary to, vocabulary to express really how wicked, and we live in a very sheltered life, I thank God we do, but we don't, we don't even really have a clue how evil or horrible this world's got to. Insanity's come out of the closet, violence has come out of the closet, total rejection of the law of authority, people's rights has come out of the closet. Why? Just in the last year, just in this last year, look at, why is there so much degradation and degeneration in in the last year? Well, you look at two of the sins of Sodom. Two of the sins of Sodom was idle time and fullness of bread. Does it every time. Idle time, fullness of bread. Look what, and that's, look at what is the real reason for the for all this chaos. And it, look what the pandemic did: idle time, stimulus checks, fullness of bread, plenty of money. So a lot of people lost their jobs. A lot of people not doing too good, but a lot of people doing a lot better. They, people don't they don't even want to work anymore. Everywhere you drive, a help wanted now hiring. help wanted, now nobody wants to work anymore. Idle time, fullness of bread, two of the sins of Sodom. Now, notice these two quotes that Brother Man says. He says the same thing on these two quotes. Very striking, these two quotes. We're laying a foundation before we get to what I really want to get to. <clears throat> Brother Man says in Queen of the South, paragraph 23, so he had referred to that, and we know that, in, in, that any age and all through every age, God has God has always had his witness on the earth He never been without a witness and he never will be without a witness Now, Listen to this and when God sends a gift to the earth you want to know why you want to know why America's in the condition She's in right here and when God sends a gift to the earth the people and the people reject it, that generation goes into chaos of uh, blackness and darkness and rejection of God. For God judges that generation by the way they judge his gifts. No wonder 1956. No wonder, he said, I predict in 1956 in January, he said, I got the quote, he said, I predict we're going to have the greatest revival ever, or it'll be the greatest day of chaos this world has ever known. And we got the latter. He also says, now I want to ask you, he says, that happened they, were, they rejected the, the gift the prophet of god the message of the hour that generation goes into chaos of blackness and darkness for rejecting god for god judges that generation by the way they judge his gifts was was laodicea is laodicea blacked out was she blacked out is she blacked out no light actually god permitted the prophet of god to draw a little sliver light just for the bride laodicea no light she's total darkness yes, sir. gross darkness yes. oh, glory. that's where we are today yes, sir. the queen of the south paragraph 20 now anyone knows anyone knows that anytime that god sends a gift to the earth and the people turns that gift down it's always chaos to that nation and that people that turns down the gift of God. Now this is really interesting the way, he st- the way he says this next part, Jesus was the greatest gift God ever gave to the world and the Jewish people turned it down and it's scattered throughout the world and is scattered throughout the world from that time since. And when God sends a gift and the people refuse to see it and refuses to take it, then it's scattered the people, and they like sheep having no shepherd. they refuse God's leadership. Now, right here in America, God sent the gift. They turn it down. The people of this nation, they turn it down. Chaos followed in '56. The people of America, they're scattered, not in flesh like Israel, but in principle. They're scattered. They turn down the gift, they're scattered. Their language is scattered. Their behavior is scattered. Their discipline is scattered. Their morals is scattered. Their respect for humanity is scattered. Their respect for an authority for a higher authority is scattered. As Brother Mab said, everything is shattered. Welcome Laodicea. Everything shattered. Now what was the purpose of this great gift? This hold on to this. Now going a little far. The Queen of the South, paragraph twenty-two. Now in the days of Solomon, all gathered around and rallied around that great gift God has, was sent to the church and to the people. Now what if America today would rally around the gift that was been sent them? What if we would all of American people were? where this great gift has been poured out in the last days the gift of the Holy Ghost what if all the ministers all the laity all the churches together would rally around the Holy Ghost the gift of God that's been sent to us to guide us and to direct us and to set us in order I'm talking about from chaos to divine order he sent a gift to set us in order this gift like any other gift not like Luther not like Wesley not like Pentecostal the restoration of the gifts But a gift, a prophet, a word prophet to set this church generation back to an order. Set her back in order. She's got the seventh age, the worst age, Satan's Eden, Satan's paradise, the world's out of order, the church is out of order, people's out of order, everything's out of order. Somebody's got to set it back in order. Also, he says, now Jesus was God's greatest gift. And he, saw, and he was trying to tell them that they had rejected the message. They rejected Sodom rejected the message of the angels. And in Noah's age, and that age rejected Noah's message. And then he began to refer back to some that did accept it. Oh, just listen. Just listen to this. And he gave illustrations in it. And he said, that at any generation that receive, I wish you'd put this in on the refrigerator. At any generation that received God's gift or God's message, that generation always prospered Amen. and become a great generation. Amen. There it is. Amen. There it is. Why? You accepted God's gift for this generation. You accepted God's provided way. You didn't miss your day of visitation why has this bride prospered why is she blessed why is she uh, uh, elevated if you want to put it that way why he's God's chosen she accepted the gift of God she's blessed because she accepted the gift of God the world's cursed because they turned down the gift of God you're blessed I am blessed any generation that received God's gifts or God's message, that generation always right. prospered. You could look at the, the, the kind of the thousand years in Solomon's reign. They received that gift, queen of the south, Israel prospered. Oh, it's the attitude that you take toward any divine gift of God that brings forth the results. That's the reason you message believers prosper. That's the reason we're happy. That's the reason God takes care of his bride. That's the reason it's been the, I mean just just the just the natural aspects of being in and around this message. Let alone the, 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 the aspect of being bride and being chosen and the wedding supper and the millennium and the new city. Now you see why this message is so vitally important. How could anybody leave this message? It's our lifeline. It's our promise. It's our future. It's our escape. It's our hope. It's our deliverance. So we've talked about this chaos. Let's talk about order. Now remember in Genesis 1, the earth was without form and void. Nothing but complete chaos. Then God changed the whole picture, changed from chaos to the Garden of Eden. Now the earth is in chaos again. Total disorder you could say as i said this earth is out of order now i want to for the next couple of minutes i want to compare this earth to a jigsaw puzzle you take a jigsaw puzzle got a beautiful picture okay you scramble it up put it back in the box you don't see the picture but it's all there but it's in a scrambled form so i'm going to type this earth like a jigsaw puzzle like the picture on a puzzle compare this earth now with this now remember At the beginning it was a perfect picture so get this in your mind jigsaw puzzle perfect picture now but now today she's totally in chaos now today we can only see segments of what the original order was or this perfect picture you know because you take a jigsaw puzzle put it in a box shake it up you just all kinds of fragments you can't really see what the picture is. That's where we are today. You really can't have much idea of what really the Garden of Eden was like, what it was before the fall. We get Some segments we can see a little this, a little that. So we can only see segments of what the, this order was, this perfect Eden. Because of her, the earth has been polluted, it's been misused, it's been stripped, it's been abused, it's been saturated with filth, and this puzzle, this earth, you know, it's, it's got ozone, it's got nuclear fallout, it's, got, uh, it, it's, it's, it's getting shaken more and more. And the harder you shake it, the less you can see of what the original picture was. Because, as I said, the harder you shake it, you just you, the fragments get, become more jumbled. It's gone into convulsions and birth pains. At the Andaluvian destruction, of first 2,000 years, it was tilted. And then the crucifixion, the earthquakes and darkness uh, at noontime. And then today, storms and hurricanes and floods, extreme weather. She's totally, She's totally out of control. And now, as we read this first quote, again, remember this opening quote. And brother Memp said in God's Power of His Storm, thirty-eight, paragraph thirty-eight. And thanking this morning, Genesis one, this world was out for him, and it was void and darkness upon the earth, nothing but a complete chaos. And when this world was in that condition, the spirit, the spirit of God moved upon the face of the water, and the entire picture was changed from a total chaos to a Garden of Eden. That's transforming power of God that can take something that's nothing and make something wonderful out of it God's transforming power Okay, so the world went from complete chaos to Garden of Eden now the world's gone back from the beautiful Garden of Eden let's put it that way to a total chaos total disorder now as I said Satan took his uh, Liberty of having 6,000 years and perverted this earth now, remember, Brother Bram's first quote, as I just said. The, he said, the fall changed the course of human beings and time. Also, time came in because of sin. Time was a little kink in that perfect circle. Also, he turns, he continues on, but it's not in this perfect condition. Because of the fall, the lifeline was broken and the timeline was broken. I want to inject something here as we change the order just a little bit to get to really what I want to get to. I looked up about the the Big Bang theory. <laughs> so I got two I got two little short summaries and it's it's almost humorous. You know, it's 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 stupid. You know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's stupid. <laughs> How did the universe begin? The Big Bang was a moment 13.8 billion years ago when the universe began as a tiny, dense fireball that exploded. Most astronomers use the Big Bang theory to explain how the universe began. The matter, the matter sp- that spread out from the Big Bang developed into everything in the universe, including you. Now, that's their theory and summary. I got another one. This is, this is good, too. This is, this is just... How did the universe and the earth was formed? Our universe began with an explosion, again, okay, of space itself, the Big Bang. Starting from extremely high density and temperature, space expanded, the universe cooled, and the simplest elements formed. Gravity gradually drew matter together to form the first stars and the first galaxies. I've got a problem with that. now so you have something out here it's called space and that was in a state of disorder okay according to their thoughts then they had an explosion and all the elements begin to draw themselves into order i got a real problem with that first of all i got two problems with it first of all god said in genesis 1:1, in the beginning god created the heavens and the earth period that settles that and the second of all if you stop and think about it I don't care if you have a firecracker, a bomb, a rifle bullet, anything you explode, anytime you explode anything, it goes from a, state of dis, from a state of order to a state of disorder. End of story. I don't care what you explode, it goes from order to disorder. So how are they going to, get with an explosion, get uh, from disorder to order? We throw that one in the garbage can. In the beginning, God created the heavens and earth. Period. It's not our business to be able to explain it. Right. Right. We just believe it. Amen. Amen. Now, as I said, now remember here, I'm going to read you something that's very, very interesting. Now, in this jigsaw puzzle, puzzle, it makes a complete picture, but this earth has had a violet shape. Most of the picture is broken apart, but there are a few segments you can see to make a complete picture. Now, I read this, I found this, and actually I've saved this for about 35 years. Brother Biscoe actually did the research on this and read this. It was either back in the old church or at Ruth Camp meeting. I don't, can't remember which one. But he, he did the research, and this is Stephen Hawkins, his theory about this. And what he said actually has, uh, uh, it actually it's, it's interesting the way he said it. Let's put it that way. And he has, he has some directive, if he, if he could just direct it the right way and really know how to apply what he's saying. And it has to do going from order to disorder, from disorder to order, and vice versa. So Stephen Hawkins, he says this, and he's discussing about this issue of the universe going from order to disorder and vice versa. He says, suppose and he' uses the illustration of the jigsaw puzzle suppose the pieces of the jigsaw puzzle started off in a box, in an ordered arrangement in which they, be, in, in which they form a picture we'll just call that Eden and if you would shake the box the pieces will take on another arrangement in which the pieces that in which the pieces that don't form a proper picture simply because they are so many disordered arrangements Some groups of the pieces may still form some part of the picture, but the more you shake the box, the more likely these groups will get broken up until these pieces will be in a completely jumbled state. Now, this is just facts. We believe that. That's exactly where we are today. Satan, through the fall, has shaken this earth and she's in a totally jumbled, disordered state. Society is in a total state of disorder. Religion in a total state of disorder. The home... I mean, Xbox and video games, and you name it, and iPads and cell phones, it's, it's destroying our young people. Not our young people, destroying the young people of this world. Politics is out of order, schools and colleges, unrest, rising, hatred, violence, you name it, you name it. And so he goes on to say this world, the box has been shaken until very little resemblance of the real, original picture. Now we're supposed to be healthy we're supposed to be happy i'm just just me now uh it's insane it's miserable we're supposed to have clean water and clean air we got smog pollution it's contaminated everything's in a state of disorder hardly find any resemblance of the garden of eden most of the segments of the puzzle are in a disordered state so hawkins goes on to say so the disorder of the pieces will probably increase and disobey the initial condition as they started off with in the condition of high order, so he's acknowledging somewhere it started off in high order. He's saying that the universe has started. He's saying now that the universe started off in a state of high order. Now I catch this, but something shook the box because it's in its disordered state. Because it is in its present movement, you can remember the cup. Talking about a cup fall off at breaking, you can remember the cup being broken, but you can't reverse it to forget that broken part. So speaking about the cup, he's saying, because at the time era, heads in a disordered state, going into a continued disordered state, you can remember the cup falling off the table and being broken, but you can't remember the time when the cup was unbroken. Follow me? Garden of Eden, perfect condition, everything in order. We see the cup broken, we can remember that, we can see that. But he said, but you can't remember the cup in its unbroken state then he injects this and I just love this he said suppose however that God he says suppose however that God decided that the universe should finish up in a state of high order (laughs) should end up in a state of high order but that it didn't matter what state it started off in at early times the universe would have probably been in a disordered state now, if the, universe, if the universe now should finish up in a state of high order, that would mean this. This is what he says. If the universe started off in a state of high order, the, the disorder would decrease with time because, he's saying if it's going to end up in a state, if God would, would, would designate it to end up in a state of high order, this is what would happen. The disorder would decrease with time because the time would be. Remember, the timeline's been broken. I read, brother Lam said, the timeline is broken. He said because time would be reversed, and then you would see broken cups gathering self together and jumping back up on the table. However, any human beings who were observing the cups would be living in a universe in which the disorder decreased with time. In other words, it's going from a disorder state to an ordered state. And Hawkins says, therefore, I shall argue that such beings, I'm gonna say the bride, he don't say that, but I will, would have a psychological arrow of, a, a psychological arrow of time that was backwards, that is, they would remember events in the future and not in the past when the cup was broken they would remember it being on the table and when it was on the table they could not remember it being on the floor broken you talk about real justification brother he didn't see it but we see it that's God took a picture of us he don't remember our past he remembers our future he don't remember nothing about our past all he can remember is our future the cup in an unbroken state in that kind of order that's what God's looking at that's what he's looking at in our life. That's what he's looking at in the earth. You, he's going to restore it. He yeah. is restoring it. Yes, sir. Yes. Doesn't really matter what condition it started off with, what is going to be the final condition of it? Yes. Brother, this earth will finish up in a state of high order. I promise you that. It's prophesied to be so. And listen, I'm going to read you. you talking about a quotation to show to, you talk about real justification. Real justification. As I said, God don't even God don't even look at your sins. Lord, thank you, Lord. Amen. We've read this so many times, but it fits so perfectly right here in Visible Union. You are standing. Yes, sir. Completely. <laughs> right? You never hey! sinned in the first place. Hey! Now wait, hey! I want, now before I read this, you know what I'm gonna read. But before I read this, I'm telling you the state of the world. The state of disorder, the state of everything, the state of Laodicea, the state of society, the state of everything out around us outside of this bride, chaos. And this bride living in the middle of Satan's Eden gets this designation right here. How can it be that this bride in Satan's Eden would get this designation? You never sinned in the first place. It's in the sea of forgiveness. In other words, the timeline's been reversed back like it should be. But you were accused of it by the accuser, but really, from the beginning, you were predestinated to be a son and daughter of God. You're standing there washed. Listen, the, the cup is unbroken. It's not broken, it's unbroken in the eyes of God. You're washed in your old book of divorce It's put away and is absolutely out of the existence, even in the mind of God. God's timeline is reversed back to eternity, perfection. You are the virtuous bride of Christ, washed in the blood of Christ, precious, virtuous, sinless, Son of God, standing with a pure, unadulterated bride, that is washed by the water of his own blood and become flesh and manifested that he might take you which were predestinated into the bosom of the Father, beginning the same as he was remember that first quote remember that listen now i read you that this is what the prophet is and god through the prophet is given a designation for this bride that's your that's your assessment Amen. that is your assessment i i read you the the quote earlier and i said don't don't forget this hold on That adam heard the voice in the garden of eden before the fall the way he should have heard it Adam heard his voice the way he should have heard it I'm reading you out of the invisible Union the voice of God the way you should hear it The way the voice the way God looks at his bride declared like Adam He heard the voice of God no condemnation no sin no jurisdiction against you No condemnation There's no evidence to convict us there is no evidence to convict us I remember brother Terry Sproul years ago, many, many years ago, he was, uh, a lot of his uh, converts come in from colleges and so forth, and, and uh, he said one of the young men that got saved, they would have pot parties and marijuana parties and stuff, and so they were having a marijuana party just before they got saved, and, and so, uh, he, uh, so the, the police raided their, their house or apartment or whatever, so immediately they just took the pot, and flushed it down the toilet, gone. So they, were, you know, they looked around, couldn't find nothing. Oh, they couldn't bring no conviction. There's no evidence. No evidence. Well, we smell there's no evidence. Brother, there's no evidence. There's no evidence against this bride. There is absolutely no evidence. Really, from the beginning, you never did it. That's you, right. You, we, we have to get that revelation. We have to. There is no poetry, there's no literature, there's not, there is nothing ever written. It's as wonderful as this quote out of Invisible Union. Never anything written that beautiful, because it's truth. It's the it's wonderful word of God. Now, brother, sister, where are we at? Where are we at? What are you, brother, Terry, what are you trying to say? Let me just back up for you. Look at, when we look at the preview of the bride, I won't go through that, but I'm just a reminder of you. The preview of the Bride. Okay, he sees the preview. He said, the first church comes up, comes up over the hill. You know, the, the perfect, how they were dressed and all was just beautiful. The early church, marching on Christian shoulders or whatever like that. Then he said, now we'll preview the Church of America. She so comes up, you know, being led by a witch and half covered, half naked and, you know, uh, dancing and uh, marching to the tune of rock and roll and everything. And brother, ben, well, because if that's the best us ministers could do to bring that kind of a church. Now remember, when when God... Previewed that bride to the prophet. That was God's assessment of the church. That wasn't Brother Bram's thoughts. That was God's assessment of what the natural church looked like. Led by which, half naked, wretched, poor, blind, miserable, naked, and don't even know it. That's God's assessment. Then he said the bride will preview, or the latter church will preview a second time. So he brings that, the 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 bride church, he comes back over perfectly marching to uh, on Christian shoulders or whatever it was, perfectly dressed, you know, long hair, everything in tune right with the gospel. That's the bride. That's God's assessment of the present day bride today. That's God's assessment, not Brother that's assessment, God's assessment. Now, I want to ask you. If that's God's assessment of the bride today, and she's walking in the step of the gospel, walking with God as Enoch walked with God, as Noah walked with God, I want to ask you a question. Are we getting back to this complete restoration as we talked about? Are we going back to divine order? Are we getting close to some resemblance of divine order? Let's go a little farther and you'll see a little bit more I'm talking about. What are you trying to say? I'm saying this. What, we talk about, I believe that this disordered state began to change when God sent Malachi 4. What was he to do? What was Malachi 4 to do? Turn. Something had to change. Turn. Turn the hearts back to the apostolic father. Turn the the faith of the children back to the father. Something had to turn to begin to reverse this timeline again. To restore the faith, to restore the home, to restore the word, to restore the Christian foundation, to restore the doctrines, to restore the hope of the truth, to restore the sanctity of the Bible. Everything to be restored. Restore understanding of the sovereignty of God. Listen, as John the Baptist was sent to forerun the first coming, your message will forerun the second coming. Then that opened up the door for 1 Thessalonians 4, 16, when the Bible says, the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. What is the shout? The message going forth. He doesn't say, it. he sent a representative. The Bible says, 1 Thessalonians Thessalonians 4, 16, the Bible says, the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. Himself, not in physical form, but in the fullness of the word, God himself come down. There is a reversal of this timeline to bring it back into order. We can say this day this scripture is fulfilled. We, that also, because of Malachi 4, come in, that opens up the door and the time for Revelation 10:1 to come. And I saw another mighty angel come down from, from heaven, clothed with a what? Clothed with a cloud. Clothed with a cloud. Clothed with a cloud. I could say February 28, 63, this day this scripture is fulfilled. Christ returned in 1963, clothed with a crowd. Mercy 8. What, what's, what's wrong with people? Why do they have such an issue with this cloud? I never. Brother, sister, that's the same way he ascended in, 19, in AD 33 amen acts 11, ye men of galilee why stand you here gazing up into heaven this same jesus which was taken up from you into heaven shall come in like manner as you have seen him go verse 9 said and when he had spoken these things while they beheld he was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight a pillar of cloud not a thunderhead a pillar of cloud Listen, the first exit had a pillar of fire and a pillar of cloud. The second exit had a pillar of fire and a pillar of cloud. The third exit had a pillar of fire and a pillar of cloud. What's wrong with people? Why can't it accept what God's done in this generation? I'm thankful for the pillar of fire. I'm thankful for the pillar of cloud. One place, brother, said that's our Lord up there. Turn the picture to the right. That's the Lord looking down, looking for to lay claims on his wife, his bride. Brother, we're blessed we are so blessed just a few minutes more in God's Eden Satan snuck in with a perverted adulterous seed but in Satan's Eden God created a bride age and a virtuous bride seed uh, listen I like can I just start preaching now <laughs> I said all that just to get started that's that's foundation Oh, mercy. How good God is to us. I got so much. Let, let, me, just, let me just cover a couple of things. I'm just going to state it emphatically. Brother Brown was the first sheaf to come to maturity and, and adoption this age. Right. Might as well Amen. face it. First matured son of God to come to full adoption. Amen. And we know what a sheaf waving is for. Priests would cut the, the barley, wheat, whatever come to maturity. Could a sheaf, which was a representative sample, the first to come to maturity, wave it for the people, signifying? What was it signifying? What did that signify? When he waved it before the people, what did that signify? It signified this little handful has come to maturity, signifying there's more to come out in the field just like that. There's more to come just like that. So here... The prophet of God, which represents the bride, he has come to the maturity. He's the first sheath wave that was waved over the people. Jesus at Mount Transfiguration, Brother Branham at Mount Sunset. Let me just be plain with it. What, 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 did, that really, what did that really mean when Brother Branham received that king's sword? So, well, he received his sword. Yeah, he said, Well, yeah, I'm afraid of them things, and the man nice with the, with the sword and so forth. And so, like he said, uh, a king sword. He said, No, that's the king's sword. And the king's sword is only one king, one the king, and that's the word. But what, what does it really mean when he got that sword? Well, let me just help you understand just a little bit. When a king in the, in the Bible days, when a king had his sword and he was passing down his authority from his rulership to his son he handed that sword down to his son and said now son you got complete authority this sword is a is a, a token of the authority I give you now you're the ruler of the kingdom so the prophet of God gets the king's sword and 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 God is saying William Brown speak and go forward you got the sword I'm gonna give you the word I'm gonna open the seals you got the word speak and go forward you've got the authority i put it in your hands. I'm gonna say that again. You've got the authority. I'm putting it in your hands. Giving that authority. What really happened in Hattie Wright's house? There was eight people there present. They were speaking about squirrels. The question came up, how did them squirrels get there? Brother man said, all I can say is still Jehovah Jireh. Hattie said, that's nothing but the truth. Spirit of God comes down in the room, you know. You know the story. It says, "Stand up." It says, "Give her what she wants." Hattie, whatever you want, you ask for it. Brother Ben, what should I ask for? You got a, Edith. You got a crippled sister. You got a, you're, you're poor. You make two hundred dollars a year. Can not hardly pay your taxes or whatever. You, you're up. You're elderly. You're whatever you want. Brother Ben said, if she asked for a million dollars to be in her lap. Whatever you, whatever you, whatever you ask for, God will give it to you right now. That's right. I found this quote here, and this is so outstanding. What really, what really? I want, but you know, we know the story. But what really happened in that room, brother man? I pick it up right here in New Ministry. Brother man says, "I said, ask anything you want." Now listen to the way he words this. Don't, don't fail to miss it. Don't fail to get this. Ask anything you want. Do they have this one on the board? Ask anything you want. Because God calls God's give it to me to give it to you whatever you want. Yeah. God told me yeah. to give you, the, gave me the authority to give you the desire of your heart. Oh what is he doing? God, and don't, don't stumble with this. God has given that prophet authority to speak the word. Whatever she wants, I give it to you. Yeah. She said her boys was beginning to go off in teenage tantrums. She said, the salvation of my two boys. I said, by the will of God, yeah. by the power of God, I give yeah. you, yeah. in the name of Jesus Christ, your desire. I give, yeah. I, I give you your desire by the permission and the authority of Almighty God. Yeah. Yeah. How did Brother Benham get that authority? God sovereignly gave him that authority. Yeah. Yeah. And her two boys shook under the power of God, and that whole building trembled. Banks fell into its place. Shelby grabbed Hattie, screamed till you could hear it. two blocks away, and them two boys with tears rolling down their cheeks received exactly what they asked for right then. Right then. Yes, sir. I don't know if they're alive. I don't know where the boys are. I don't know what their conditions are. I don't know if they're living. Are they, are they still living? Or are they passed on now? Anybody know? I don't know. Makes no difference. Makes no difference. Listen, brother and sister, you don't think what Adam lost has been restored back? You better think again. We're, we, we have seen it. We have seen it. And we're going to see it more. And you said, give me five, five, ten more minutes and I want to bring this to a close. You're, this thing is coalescing back into perfect divine order. An adopted son of God giving the authority to speak eternal life to a person. This day, this scripture is fulfilled. Don't miss this. Now remember. Now listen. A seed at the end is always like a seed was in the beginning. It goes through a cycle. Corn, drop to the ground, blade, tassel, everything comes back. Seed. What it was in the beginning, that's what it is in the end. Okay? In the natural, same thing with God. What it was an original seed. Now I want to ask you: If the end time seed is just like the original seed, what was the original seed? What? was, and still is, the original seed. The spoken word. Spoken word is the original seed. So what do we have? What is going to be the original seed? It's got to be the, the end time seed. has got to be what the original was. The spoken word. I give you what you desire. What do you want? I give it to you in the name of the Lord. Just speak the word. We'll get to it in just a second. God help me. Listen, new ministries. Now, this is, you talk about Awesome. I don't use that word ever, but this is this quote <clears throat> New ministry paragraph 66. And I run my hand in my pocket with, to get in my pocket to give her $20 back. This deal with the Hattie writes two boys. She, but he said, Don't do it. Then, in a few minutes, when the question was brought up about Jehovah Jireh, she said, That's nothing but the truth. And it came from a poor widow woman's heart, God knowing she'd asked the greatest thing could be done. Listen, listen. I don't know where them boys are. I don't know if they passed on a lie. I don't know, but it don't matter. As long as there's a heaven, when the stars are gone, when there's no more moon, no more earth, no more sea, them boys shall live on throughout eternity with the same Jehovah Jireh, who gave the immortal promise. His promises cannot fail. That's as eternal as this words is eternal. When there's no more stars and no more moon, them boys will still live in, be living in eternity. That's thus saith the Lord. That's the word of God. Why? God sovereignly gave her what she wanted because she said that's nothing but the truth. It's your divine attitude about the gift God sends in this generation. How do you, how, the Bible says, he that receiveth whomsoever I send receiveth me, and he that receiveth not whomsoever I send receiveth not me. You receive God's gift, you get the benefits of it you turn God's gift down, you get punished for it. What about the little Finnish boy? Give me a couple more minutes. When a car struck him, he killed him. And you know the story there, Brother Ben, who's riding over there, Jack Morris, and that's a woman, I forgot her name, said, I think you ought to get out and look. Brother Ben didn't want to go look. Goes there and looked at the little boy. Uh, You know, started weeping. Turned around to walk away. Hand was put on his shoulder a hand, he said, I think, Brother Jack, did you touch me? Look around, nobody was around. Hand was on my shoulder. So I said, well, I don't know. If so he turned around, goes back again to look at the little boy, covered up with a sheet, I don't know. Starts to go back to the car. That hand was put on his shoulder again. Go read it. You can read it in uh, From That Time, Kalamath, Oregon. C-K-A-L-A, calamath Oregon, 71660. Hand was put on his shoulder a second time. He goes back, says, I don't know, you know, just something. And the hand was put on his shoulder a third time. He said, you know, there's something about that. He go back, and look at the boy. And God finally opened his eyes. That's the boy. He said, now I see, that's the boy. That's the boy. And he says, Jack, the rest of them. He said, Well, he said. He said, if that boy don't raise up the next five minutes, you run me out of Finland. I'm a false prophet. Thus saith the Lord, he'll stand to his feet. And he did. Yes. This day, this scripture is fulfilled. What really happened? God was using that prophet to speak the word and speaking resurrection into that little boy. Wow. Don't tell me that, that restored life. It's going to be restored limbs or whatever. Don't tell me that that this perfect order is not being restored or hasn't been restored in our generation. It has been restored in our generation. It has been restored by the first matured Son of God. It has been restored to an adopted Son of God. Speaking resurrection to a dead child. Sounds like what Adam lost has been restored back to me. Uh We're talking about from chaos to divine order. Let me finish up with this one more. I'm going to finish up with this one. And this is the story of, uh, of the uh, Colorado storm. But there's just something in this one that's just real, real special. And you know the story. He was up there, they was up there elk hunting and so forth. And, and he's going up to the top of that place a little uh, salute to his wife sister meeting. He's coming off, off the mountain and predicted a blizzard. And you know the story. So he just goes walking down off the mountain. So I'm going to pick it up because there's three things in here I want to pick up. And we, we'll stop after this. Lord willing. Uh, he that ended you paragraph 106. It was just, and it's a little lengthy, but uh, I really want to give this to you and then we'll close. It was just, uh, gushy went whoosh like that. It started to go whoosh, then went whoo whoo and stopped. I stood real still, my brethren up there and wondering what was happening. And the sleet rain stopped. There it came A wind. Whirling down through the mountains, lifted up the clouds, one went this way, east, northwest, south. When a few minutes, the sun was shining nice and warm. That's truth. God knows that's truth. I just stood there looking around with my head off looking. You say, I got numb all over. I thought, the very God of creation, it's all in his hands. What's he telling me? I picked up my gun, wiped off the scope, started walking down, back go down the hill, something said to me, why don't you stroll with me through this wilderness, walk with me. Now this gets really interesting from this point on. Very, very, you got to be spiritual, very interesting. Said, yes, Lord, with all my heart, it would be one of the greatest things I could do is to walk with you. So I put my gun on my shoulder and I started walking down through that never actually laid into it, virgin timber. Sound like Garden of Eden to me, doesn't it? Virgin timber. He only uses that phrase twice in his whole recorded sermons. Virgin timber. Walking through there. Why did he say virgin timber? Backed like it was. That's not all. And so I went along like that, something taking place. All of a sudden, in every motion, principle, I was a boy. I thought as a boy, and I had my head down. I looked up, and just as plain as I ever saw her. There she stood before me with her arms out. I stopped. I rubbed my face. I looked. I said, Meaty, is that you, honey? Young couple. Adam and Eve, young couple. I looked. I thought, now what's happened? And I thought, yes, I'm walking with him. Why don't you walk with me? Enoch walked with God. God took him. And it changed then. I was back an old man. The vision was gone from me. What was it? Back like the Garden of Eden. That's not all. I stopped, took off my hat, put in my heart, and said, Jesus, my heart's been so burdened for years. I don't have to tell you that I'm burdened. I've repented, I've repented, I've done everything I know. And why has this burden don't leave me? 146, now just watch this. I don't know if you thought about it, but you maybe have. But if you hadn't. And that doe came, walked. Now listen, there had been a hundred men shooting at them up there. Four, five days, scary. The first sign of red, and I had on a red shirt, red cap. The first sign, they're gone. But they were standing there, all three of them, looking right at me. I said, Mother, take your babies and go out into the woods. You're in my hands. Your life is in my hands. We could, I mean, we could stop here. What about, what, what about when Brother Bell, I think, was up in New York, and that little young couple was making out in the, in the sanctuary, stuff like that, and he told them three times, quit doing that, warned them, quit doing that, quit doing that. And God spoke to the prophet and said, whatever you say, that's the way it'll be. He could have annihilated them. He could have zapped them. He could have uh, lasered them or whatever you want. Whatever. Cursed them with a, with, with a cancer, paralytic, whatever. But he said... I forgive you he gave me that authority but he said whatever you say that's the way it'll be that's why I said you're in my hand dear you three dear you're in my hand are you thinking back to before the fall you're in my hand control nature speak to the winds I said mother take your babies go out to the woods you're in my hands you're in my hands Your life is in my hands. But I'm not going to hurt you. I promised God that I wouldn't. You see? And she walked closer. She would look at me. All of them walked closer. Now, there's a lot of hunters in here. I mean, it just don't happen. It just don't happen. I mean, David, it just don't happen. Till they came so close, they could eat out of my hands. What is going on here? These deer... Got on read, everything, coming up to this prophet, this man, like, I'm not afraid. They must have been changed, too. (laughs) (laughs) Come up so close they could eat out of my hands nearly. They and the wind blowing right on them. So she turned around, walked back a little piece, all three of them. And here she come back again. Walked right up to me, I never moved, just stood there. I said, go on out into the woods, I love it too, live. See, your life is in my hands, but I spare you. Sound like to me, this authority's been restored back to the bride. (laughs) Brother, sister, we could go, what about the squirrels? Who was given a, he said, what are you here for? I'm hunting squirrels. How many do you want? I'll take three. Just speak the word what is the original seed the spoken word is the original seed what about those hornets yeah. speak to them hornets I love them what about the killer bull what stopped that bull what stopped that killer bull what stopped them hornets brother Bram said in the breach remember like I said even back to the Colorado storm the virgin timber like the Garden of Eden turn young again like the Garden of Eden the animals tame again like the Garden of Eden sounds like what Adam lost been restored back to me Amen. the breach paragraph 104 but now in the sevenfold book of seals of redemption that the lamb took within himself was the only one who could do it and he took it from the right hand of him that sat upon the throne now to claim his re- redemptive to claim his rights to claim for me and you what he re- what he redeemed us from to see back to everything that Adam lost in the garden of Eden he has redeemed us back to that you say where is it I don't see it you don't you've already seen a representative who is the prophet of God being a type of the bride for foreshadow more to come like him out in the field no we won't have the Messiah sign we won't have the second pull but we'll have that maturity and we will have that adoption just like he had it he has redeemed us back to that he also says what adam lost jesus proved that he had restored it he stopped nature he raised the dead he done everything and the world is groaning, groaning today the bible said for the manifestations of the sons of god for god to get his children again not just a prophet his children again in reality for god to get into his children again in reality to make things real and that stumbles of people. Listen, friends. God relegated that authority to his prophet, which was the first matured, adopted son of God. And he was the first sheaf waved over this generation. And this last generation signifying there's more to come in the field. Just like that. Amen. Amen. Let's stand. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Musician, would you come? Brother, sister, and I thought, well, you know, there's about a half a dozen other things that I could bring in, but I think you get the picture. It's been restored back. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when you think about it, when you go from horse and buggy, automobile, airplane, astronaut. Something really striking about, brother, I'm talking about they got in the tube, you know, the capsule. At horse and buggy, you drove the car, you drove the horses. Bow. Automobile, you drive the automobile. Airplane, flown a of. not as a pilot, done a lot of flying. They fly it, they do the rotation, they land it. But what happens when you get in that capsule to astronaut? Let me tell you what they do. I was raised in Florida, Cape Canaveral down there. I didn't actually witness by viewing, but I kept up with them. And you know as well as I do. They get in that capsule, take them up elevator, strap them in. They're sitting backwards, leaning down, getting ready to take off. Houston Control, T-9, back down to zero. You know what? They tell them, get in that capsule, don't you touch nothing. Don't you touch nothing. Houston Control sends them up in the air. They don't do nothing. They sit there. When they get up there, they have things to do once they get there, but to get off the ground, they do nothing. Right, right. Now, I want to ask you, Bride, we're in the astronaut age you're in the capsule what are you going to do to get out of here what kind of buttons are you going to push to get us out of here to get yourself out of here you don't have to do nothing all you got to do is believe what God has done in this generation he that receiveth whomsoever I send receiveth me and he who receiveth not whomsoever I send receiveth not me you receive the prophet of God you receive the message of the hour you've been birthed into the kingdom. you've been born again you've had a word birth you believe what God has said you're in the capsule that's good enough for me, isn't it? That's good enough for me. I saw a bumper sticker one time it kind of just fits right here. It said it said get in, sit down, and shut up. <laughs> That's pretty good. Get in, sit down, shut up. Get in the capsule, sit down, shut up. Use control, we're going to take you up in space. You ain't got to do nothing. Amen. You can do it when you get there, but until you get there, just watch. Oh, do you love him? Where's my song leader? I'm not a singer, but I guess we we got to sing that song one time, don't we? Well, let's sing it. God bless you, saints. I love you with all my heart. Good to see you again. I hope the message wasn't too broke up for you. But realizing what Adam has lost has been restored back. Thank God He sent us a prophet. Thank God he sent us a prophet. God is good all the time. Let's sing that. I turn it over to Brother Aaron. Amen. Let's sing him. Mm-hmm. Start it for me. Is that little bit high. Oh,
1: that's high. we <laughs> God is good Oh, God is good You believe that? Oh, God is good Yes, God is good All the time Amen Praise the Lord Praise the Lord this morning Amen Did you enjoy the word of the Lord Certainly appreciate Brother Terry this morning Let's go down a little bit. Let's sing this this morning as you're dismissed. Amen. Certainly want to just thank you for being in the house of the Lord this morning. Those of our visitors that are with us this morning certainly want to welcome you and hope you felt the spirit of the Lord here this morning with us. Let's sing this as you go. Amen. Thanks. Thanks. I give him thanks for all that he's done for me. Oh, I just want to give you thanks. Thanks. I give you thanks.